world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I got a story to tell you as we get jumping off here. Couldn't, you know, I couldn't figure out what outfit to wear today. Uh... I hate to use that term, outfit, right? But I thought, should I put on my collared shirt today? I said, no, no, no. Betty sent me this because I'm the coach. That's why. So I figured I'd wear out that shirt today. Got my cross hat on, ready to roll. And uh, I got a, I got a story. I got to get you right out of the, right out of the gate here. By the way, thanks to Clay. Did a great job yesterday, Clay. Even with me, uh, even with me jabbing in there every once in a while, trying to be in charge like I always try to do. Did a great job. And I think about Johnny Cash, man in black, a lot of it, a lot of it stuff really, really makes you, makes your head spin. Let me tell you this story. This shows how good God is. Okay. So um, my wife and I have to, we're going to a wedding this weekend. One of Michelle's uh, high school friends, uh, child is getting, uh, is getting married. And so we're going down to the wedding and we got it. We got a text or Michelle got a text or whatever said, Oh, listen, by the way, you have to either wear a dark suit or a tux. I thought, what? They, the dress code to come to a dress code to go to a wedding. I've never heard of anything like that. I said, what if I don't have it? I don't, I, I don't have a dark. I don't have a tux. I'm not going to rent a tux. But Michelle said, well, maybe she, she said she can, you can come in a dark suit. I said, well, what does that, what does that mean? Can I blue? That's dark. Red. That's not dark. Uh, gray is gray. Dark. Can I wear, can I wear a black coat and can I wear a black coat and gray pants? Can I wear a blue coat? And hey, folks, this is how I dress, right? I mean, I don't know the last time I wore a sport coat. I'm just telling you. I don't know the last time. So we, we go and get in, into my closet, our closet, and I, I get off this, uh, I pull up, I got a pair of black pants, and I got, I got a, I got a uh, gray pants, but I ain't, I ain't got no black, I ain't got no black coat. I have a black coat. So what am I going to do? Michelle's all worried, you know. I said, "So what? They're not going to let me in. They're not going to let me in the wedding one. I never, I never heard anything like this." So anyway, I said, "Okay, honey, like I'll be right back." I said, "I'm going to Goodwill." So I jumped in the car. I said, "Which Goodwill am I going to go to here, Lord? Because I got ones about six miles that way, and ones about four miles that way. Which Lord? Which, which Goodwill do I go through?" So I go to Buckeye Lake Goodwill, and I walk into Buckeye Lake Goodwill, and uh, walk back to the coat, right? Now, I, you guys know me. I'm not a very big guy, right? Here's the funny thing about me, though. I have a norm. I have short legs and kind of a normal upper, upper body. I don't know what, you know, people know what I'm a 38 R. Well, I don't, I don't even know what that means, but I got short. I, I, my arms are short, but you know, I don't just, I can, just can't walk in and buy a coat off the rack. I, just, I can't do that. Anybody out there say amen? Know what I'm talking about? I just can't do that ever. So I get those coats. You know how the coats are? And you get a sport coat on and it hangs clear down over your hands, you know that. And so there I am at that party or wherever I'm in, and I'm standing up and you can't even see my fingers because my coat's so long. So, so I'm thinking, well, all well, the odds of getting this at Buckeye Lake <laughs> Goodwill. So I walk into Buckeye Lake Goodwill and go back to the sport coat rack. And there are three of them there. And all three of them are black. And all three of them fit. It's amazing. Right off the rack. And so... I put them all on, put them on. I, I said, well, which one of these am I going to get? Which which coat am I going to get here, Lord? So I'm, I'm putting it on and tapping my pocket, something in the pocket. What is that? So I dig inside the pocket and I pull it out. It's a pack of Marlboro lights and a cigarette lighter. In the, in the pocket of my brand new sport coat that I'm getting at Goodwill. So I said, Lord, that's a sign from heaven if there ever was one, right? So I go up and pay for my coat, $5.27. And I walk out of the door 
and I get on my phone and I go, hey, Spencer, let's see how fast you are. Google pack of Marlboro Lights. How much is a pack of Marlboro Lights? See if you can find I know what it is, but I want you all to see it so you think I'm not lying to you here. How much for a pack of Marlboro Lights? Were they open or unopened? Oh, no, there's like one or two missing out of it. Maybe one or two. Uh, but there, there's a f- good full pack, and, and and I actually lit one in front of my kids because my grandkids came out. I said, this is what you don't ever want to do. And I lit a cigarette. I don't know if they'd ever seen one. Anyway, he can't find it. I don't know why he can't just find pack of Marlboro Lights, $10.27. $10.27. So when I went to Goodwill to get a coat, I got a coat for free and $5 and a lighter. Now, you can't beat that deal, can you? Can you beat that? Now, I just got to figure out who to sell the smokes to so I can get my money back. So I put the, I walked in the house with a cigarette hanging, a lit cigarette hanging on my mouth. My wife looked at me. She didn't quite get it. What's going on? I said, honey, when you serve the Lord, you get coats and goodies. Mm-hmm. So so I'll, I'll be at that. Uh, I'll look as good as everybody else there on a $5.23 sports coat hanging at Goodwill. That's the Lord, baby. <laughs> that, not only that, he gave me three choices of, of which one which one I can I can wear. Oh my goodness. Hey, let's just Trent out there. I want to get you in a second, Trent, talk about the prayer team. Bobby, are you out there? Can you talk about camping real quick? Are you I, I don't know if you're out there. You want yes, to Yes, I'm here today. Okay, good. Go ahead, Bobby. Tell them tell them about what you're trying to do there, buddy. Listen, uh, for the next four months, uh, I'm gonna rotate back and forth between PA and Kentucky, starting with PA. Uh, we need to focus on uh, on camping, fellowship, interacting uh, away from the madness that we've been experiencing. So it's going to be uh, stealing this uh, phrase from from Chad, remote church. Uh, I'm going to put connect it with some uh, historical stuff. Southwest PA, we got Washington's first battle uh, field that he experienced at 22 years old. We're going to be down there around there. We're going to be camping. If you don't want to camp, uh, you can get a hotel room wherever uh, we're located in the area or a cabin. I have a general posting right now. Only got one posting, but as as, a little, as the weeks roll out, you'll start to see everything for the next four months. Okay, so Bobby's just, we're going to do some we'll do some camping, different places. that You can find that. I don't know, Spencer, is that up on Coach Dave Live yet? If not, look, uh, we'll get it up there. We're just trying to make you aware of it, okay? And then don't forget our event here at Sky High on June uh, 9, 10, 11. And, uh, and we got all kinds of good stuff going on. Okay. So I uh, latch, latch into that. Hey, Trent, you out there, you skipped me yesterday. Trent, can you talk yeah, about the pr- prayer thing you're trying to put together for us, bud? Yeah, coach, we're just going to want to get together a, uh, prayer force, you know, targeted prayer. Uh, just, we're going to want to meet at least, you know, on the phone once a month, but I think we're going to do more than that. We, haven't quite figured it out, but uh, we're gonna we're either gonna do a Facebook group so we could do a, you know a call. We're gonna trying to uh, work work a little kinks out so we can call uh, best way to communicate through that. But we just want to get targeted prayer as well as well as a uh, text group so that we could have a <laughs> rapid response. Good, good man, appreciate that, uh, Trent. So we're Trent's working Whoa. on that. Uh, we certainly need that. Uh, I want to give a Steve Deck needs prayer right now. All right, right now, our friend Steve Deck. He's not hurt. He's not in trouble, anything like that. But he's got to, he's got something he's been working on for, uh, for quite a while. So it's going to Lord. We just pray that you order Steve's decks that you Steve Deck's uh, steps to be with him. Lord, you direct him that no weapon formed against him and to, that project today is going to prosper. Every tongue rising in judgment is going to be condemned. This is the heritage of the Lord. Just anoint him and use him in Jesus' name. Uh, let's see. I'm looking. Amen. At- hey, Coach. Yes. One more yes. thing. If you uh-huh. haven't been contacted, uh, I've had a good turnout. So uh, just wait it out and uh, I will contact you. What do you mean by contact, Trent? What does that mean? Oh, just uh, people have emailed and texted and called okay. and all sorts of things. So I've kind of been, uh, you know, just a good turnout. And I will contact you to let you okay. know that. Uh, we're putting things together. So if they want to be on the prayer, this part of this prayer thing, what do they do, Trent? Just sit and wait right now or what? Sit and wait. Yep. And I'm well, they can email or text me, and that's in the uh the email that you sent out, or they can uh-huh. contact somebody else in the group to get my number mm-hmm. if they didn't receive that. And uh, yeah. 
Cool. And, and I'll contact them. So here's some good news. Uh, first of all, OJ's great grandson, he's got to make a new sign. OJ's great grandson is doing pretty well. Michelle, you said that there was an issue maybe this morning with some type of uh, some, something going on. Be praying. Continue to pray for OJ's little grandson. Pray for Mark Mattingly. Shame on me. I haven't spoken to you. Mark, if you're out there listening, I haven't spoken to Mark. I know he stands in the need of our prayers. Uh, well, that's what Trent will get on top of all this stuff. It'll be good. And uh, I know I'm forgetting somebody else. I know I am. But uh, hey, we're at war, right, friends? We're at war. And uh, let's realize what we are and keep our keep our guard up. And uh, I said, uh, and uh, because I was going to move right directly to something and then my then I forgot what it was I was going to move. Oh, hey, yesterday, the well digger finished digging the well. I didn't do it yesterday because it rained all day yesterday again. But he called me yesterday and said, you ready? Boom. They hit a gushing water about 150 feet down. We got the greatest well you could ever have. It's pure, good, clean water. And we're going to have that pond filled here in, in no time. So, Amen. I've been waiting for that to happen for a long, long time, baby. And I got the word yesterday, dude, we hit the mother load of water 150 feet down right where you are. See, I knew that anyway, because I knew sitting here at Sky High, I'd had a previous guy tell me we're sitting on a lake. Underneath us is literally a lake of water, right? And and uh, we tapped into that thing yesterday. So, so uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Coach, what were you going to say? You're going to hit someone. Hallelujah. Oh. Okay, I'm going to bring Craig Mickle in here real quick, folks. I'm going to let him explain something to you. And then, <clears throat> hey, the King of England's being uh, crowned on the 6th. What is today? Third? This Saturday? And whether or not we realize, I'm going to talk about some of this stuff that we never talk about. The Illuminati, yada, yada, all those kind of folks out there and what's really going on, the Masons, the Masonic, and the connection. This is a big, big deal. In the spiritual, dark spiritual realm, the coronation of this king over in England. And Craig has a little bit more information for us on that. So, Craig, come on in here, brother, and, and fill us in a little bit. So so we are not, uh, we're not those who don't understand exactly what's going on. Huh. Well, Coach, um, there's a lot of things here that are going on. One is people ask, why was it so far away from when you know she passed away? She passed away from September 8th. Right. Well, you know, Katie bar the door, there just happens to be a penumbra uh, lunar eclipse on the 5th and the 6th. Okay. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a lunar eclipse on the 5th and the 6th. The, the night this guy's going to be crowned. Is that right? Right, right. Okay. And there's a, some, there, there's a lot of, okay, we need to understand the ritualistic aspect and the siphoning off of truth from scripture. Okay. Mm. Um, there was a, there was a, you, you, mean the king, you, mean, you mean the king ain't a good guy? Is that what you're telling me? Well, they're, they're making a, okay. There's one king, there's one king of Kings and there's one Lord of Lords. And that's, <laughs> Amen, that's Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Okay. Amen. But Amen. we know the devil's a copycat, right? <clears throat> so the, the other thing, what happens is, is, is there's a, there's a thing in uh, Levitical law that if you miss the Passover, cause you're at war or on a long journey, you can celebrate the Passover a month later. Well, guess what? That's what this weekend is. This is second. This is second Passover. Hey, All right. <clears throat> so you know, I, I could talk a long time about it, but I, I want to get into the ritualistic part of it. One is Prince Charles represents the the, the top of the church. Okay. Well, this year he's opening hey, Craig, it up to hey, all. He's hang on a second. It. Hang on a second, Craig, because I want to pull something on the screen so people can talk. Maybe we can scrolls redo it. Uh, Prince Charles is the head of uh, where? Where is it? Dang on it! Hate to do that to you, Craig. I'm looking for the the Craig uh, MSN Gateway Pun. Number four. Number four. Go ahead. And, here's all the kings and everything. If I keep going, Craig, I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Well, you know, you have King James Bible. Okay. Right. <laughs> so he he was the, the he's the the vestiture. He's like the Pope in the Protestant world. Let me put it to you that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but guess what? He used to represent Christianity, all right, over the Commonwealth. Well, now he's opened it up to multi-religions, all right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so when, they, be, when he's coronated, he's not going to be coronated in the name of Christ or Christianity. He's now brought in the Muslims and all this other stuff in with him, right? 
It's the Chrislam, right? The Chrislam. And that's why London London has a Muslim mayor. Okay. So all, all this is all this is going on in the background on top of what I mentioned before. Okay. Now he's having a three day event. Okay. This is not just you know, come over, let's have a party. All right. Mm-hmm. So he, he gets coronated, okay, and then on Sunday, guess what? They have a little bit of a, a a ball, you know, like they had the satanic ball and all that, you know, down there. Well, guess who one of the speakers or one of the singers is who is going to sing at this event? It's no, called Katy Katy Perry. Oh right? no, 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 no! So, Do you guys so, know that Katy Perry's mom and dad are evangelists? Did you guys know that? Katy Perry's mother and father are evangelists, Christian evangelists. Go ahead, Craig. Okay, so now let's look at the let's let's, let's look at let's look at the uh, the ritualistic aspect of it. One is uh, there's three things I um, just kind of working on. One is there's called the so- they call them sovereign to begin with. They're not royals; they're sovereigns. Okay, mm-hmm. it's called the sovereign orb, and okay, it represents powers and or uh, and responsibilities that the monarch will have. So it has this big orb. Now, do you remember President Trump when he went his first uh, visit to Saudi Arabia? They stood around this big orb mm. and they put their hands on it. Do you remember yeah, that? And we're I like, do. what the yeah, heck? Well, okay. well, guess what? That was that was a rep- that's a representation of a ritual. OK, let me let me freeze <clears> you <throat> a second. Let, let me freeze you a second, because while it's up on the screen, I want you to scroll. When is the last king that we've had? We've had several queens. When is the last king? There was one. George Frederick. Uh, wow. 1952. Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. My mind's racing. Okay. So let me just read a little bit. This this is a golden globe surmounted by a cross that represents the monarch's religious and moral authority. Okay. Mm. So so, uh, that's, and uh, it's supposed to represent the Christian world, but this is the first time that it's ever been opened up to different uh, religions and stuff like that. And we also have to remember one thing about Charles. He is the alt, I mean, he makes Al Gore look like you know, climate change junior. Yeah, all man, right? he's, plus he's 74 years old, so he may not be around. Go ahead, right? So, so that's the first thing. <laughs> so, this whole orb thing is going on. Then they have uh anointing oil. Okay, this is anointing oil that comes from uh Israel, it comes from the uh, Mount Olives. It's special oil that's used to anoint the kings. It's consecrated in Jerusalem in the old city, two minutes away from uh, the office of uh, this major rabbi. And it was used to do, do the kings in Israel. Okay. So this is holy oil. So now you're getting, you know, this Jewish component in. Then finally, and I'll just stop because, like I said, you can go on, you can do some of this research yourself. He sits on this thing called a stone of scone. And it's known as the stone of destiny. All right. Mm. Do you remember Jesus had this? What was that sphere that stuck him inside? Wasn't that the sphere of destiny, I think? <laughs> All right. Uh, and so he sits on this stone. And this has a history uh, between the Scottish and the English. All right. And this goes back to the stone goes back to the Middle Evil period of 700 CE. So he sits on this stone, okay, which is underneath him. And who's the rock? Who's who's a rock, right? You know the, the rock, rock of off, uh, right? Yeah. So I, I just want to point out that all this is going on, and this is this is a big event, and uh, we should be in prayer about it and not be t- you know expose it for what it is. Folks, if you don't think, if you don't know that the crown in England is connected to the Illuminati and the Masons, if you don't, if you haven't picked up on that yet, then you don't understand exactly what's going on. So this is a very very big deal okay because what for the first time in how long has are we crowning a new king how long does she serve i'm looking at it up here right now she served from 1952 she served of two she served 70 years 215 days it's been 70 years since we've seen first time in my lifetime right the crown serves rome you're right janine it's all connected to this folks all can i'm going to try to show you some of that okay Two, yep. two quick points. One, Biden's not attending. He's sending his wife. Mm. Two, Trump flew his big plane over, <clears throat> is going to play golf this weekend over in Scotland. Remember where the stone comes from. Yeah. And you know what he said as he came off the plane like you do when you're the president? It's good to be home. It's That's good what he said when he landed in Scotland. Now, mm. his family has a Scottish history. 
Okay. But yeah. that's a very interesting thing who said make America is it make Scottish great or America? I forgot. Uh-huh. You know, uh, somebody just uh, uh, Christy, I think it was in the chat said scroll scroll down all those pictures. Stop a minute. Ask yourself this. In all these pictures of all these royalties, why is Charles the only one sitting? Scroll that. Let's see. Are they all everybody else standing up? Huh. Why is Charles sitting? Wow, Craig, hey, you're all over this. Kate, catch one one more thing. I couldn't I couldn't have it unless there was a number involved. Okay. Yep, you know it. <laughs> yep, guess what number of sovereigns Charles is. 40. 40. Huh? 40. Okay. So I'll be quiet now. Where's Steve Deck when we need him? Steve, number 40. <laughs> Oh, see, we can laugh all we want to say conspiracy folks. Listen, there ain't no, there ain't nothing. I'm just telling you, there ain't nothing happened by coincidence. And I didn't realize this, that Queen Elizabeth died in September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. She's been dead seven months. And they're just now crowning the new king. And then I want to ask you a question. Who the hell cares about the king? Other, he ain't nobody, right? Nobody voted him nothing. What, what do we care about him? Because the sun never sets on the British Empire, folks. That's what they told us, right? That's what they told us. Oh my goodness! Let me let me show you something else here. Uh, oh, I got this. I, I can't. I don't have time to dig into the Illuminati and all that stuff. Bring up uh, the number five for me, real quick. Bring up number five. Wow. Wow. Scroll on down, scroll on down. I'm going to play about three really, really quick videos. This is the Gateway Pundit. Play this guy. Play this guy again because these things all connect. What's he have to say about what's Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. We have all this still myth of free will, that everything we choose is of our own free will. And this is a myth that served us well for a couple of centuries. But now it's becoming dangerous. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. I think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And and this this was the moment when everything became monitored. That we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. Okay, so who put this guy in charge? Who put this guy in charge? The kings of this earth conspired together against the Lord and against his anointed. Play this one, The Great Reset. Go ahead, play that one real quick. It's about two minutes. We have an incredible opportunity to create entirely new sustainable industries, investing in nature as the true engine of our economy. Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. Nobody gave a crap what this guy thought before. Nobody, I couldn't care less what that guy thought. Now he's king. Oh, now he's king of the world, right? Now we're going to listen to King Charles. Give me a Go ahead, keep playing it. The current global crisis has disrupted every aspect of our lives. But it has also presented us with an extraordinary opportunity, a chance to reset and accelerate efforts to improve the state of our world. Changing our current trajectory will require bold and imaginative action, together with determination and decisive leadership. In order to secure our future and to prosper, we need to evolve our economic model, putting people and planet at the heart of global value creation. If there is one critical lesson we have to learn from this crisis, 
we need to put nature at the heart of how we operate. We are on the verge of catalytic breakthroughs that will alter our view of what is possible and profitable within the framework of a sustainable future. We need nothing short of a paradigm shift, one that inspires action at revolutionary levels and pace. We simply cannot waste any more time. The only limit is our willingness to act. Does anybody care what this guy says? Who elected him? Who put the time this guy to in act charge? Huh? Now. Time to act is now. Huh? Who is this guy? The kings of this earth are conspiring. I think there's one more video. Scroll on down. This is all the gateway. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Here's another unelected king of this earth. Klaus Schwab. Go ahead. That when you brought the Young Global Leaders Program here for executive education and the Schwab Fellows. But there are two countries in the world now in which the Young Global Leaders have emerged. Tell us just a bit about that in terms of the governance. Yes, um, actually, this um, notion to integrate young leaders uh, <coughs> is part of the World Economic Forum since many years. And I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel... Um, Hang on, freeze this! And, uh, Vladimir Putin. Folks, they have been training leaders. What does that mean, they've been training leaders? It means they've been infiltrating every country, putting their people in charge. You get what's going on here? Merkel, Putin. So he's telling us we've trained these people. In fact, uh, what's the guy in California? What's his name? He'd be one of them. What's the name of the guy in in, uh, in Canada? He'd be one of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Keep on. Teen and so on. They all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. But... Um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, yeah. President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina, and so on, is that we penetrate the cabinets. So oh. Yesterday, I was at a, rece- at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau, and I know that half of this cabinet, or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet, are for our actually young global leaders of the world. And that's true in Argentina, too. Wow. Yeah, sorry. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina, and uh, it's true in France now. Mm-hmm. I'm mean, with the president, with a young global leader, but... How about the Sanders? For me, those young global leaders have an opportunity to come here. And we have established uh, a course uh, now since several years, and I think it has this cooperation has a tremendous impact because um, being here for a week really creates a strong community. Oh yeah! And oh yeah! We, in addition to the young global leaders, we have now the global shapers in uh, 450 cities around the world. I just <laughs> wonder if there any- are there any Christian young leaders being trained anywhere? I wonder. Uh, are, are we are we awake and understand what's going on? What did John F. Kennedy say? Infiltration, not invasion. That these devil guys in Psalm 2 have conspired together to occupy all of these positions. Yes, Betty, the JFK Kennedy School of Government, right? Who's making these decisions? Time to wake up, folks. Psalm 2, alive in front of us. But see, half of the church is saying, well, coach, that's exactly what the Bible says is going to happen, coach. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know why it's happening? Because we have been busting up these things. <laughs> we have been breaking up these cartels. We've been letting them get away with it. And the whole world, oh, you know what I think is going to happen? You see, I could be wrong. I smell a bank holiday. I smell Ooh. a bank holiday coming in honor of King Charles. We're not going to open the banks on Monday, maybe not even on Tuesday, in honor of the coronation. You think I'm crazy? Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Oh, yeah, something big going on. Hey, Coach, oh, Coach, yeah. can, I interject, can I interject just real quick, please? And no, thank you. no, no, no. Please I'm and good. thank you. Because you just did. You did it. Look, hey, go ahead. Here, 
just, just to back up exactly what you just said, and this is why I have to do it. After that interview with Klaus Schwab, he was uh, confronted by a reporter outside to ask about, you know, how they've how they've they've interjected their people into the different cabinets, and he said, and also into the major religious institutions. Oh yeah. So there you go, baby. Uh, kings of this earth are conspiring. What is that? What is this? Evil men have crept in unaware, changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. And I'm not don't want to offend anybody out there, but the heart of it leads to the Vatican, friends. Sorry if you're a Catholic and you think if you think the Catholic Church is what it is, it ain't, folks. I'm sorry. Sorry, it ain't. It ain't. There's only one. Hey, I got some good news for you. Uh, real quickly, hang on before we share. This is gonna make I don't I don't I'm here I don't I don't care. Did you guys know this? I got a video I can show you. In fact, I'll put it in the chat. Did you know Glenn Beck had a born again experience? Did you guys know that? Did you guys yep. know that? Glenn yep. Beck had a born again experience and was baptized into uh, Christianity. It's in it's in this video right here, and maybe you can put that in this. It's fascinating to listen to this testimony. His testimony. He is a Christian. He's a Christian. And I feel good about, I, you know, I was always con- concerned about the direction Glenn Beck was heading. Born again experience. Put it in the chat. You can listen to it for yourself. Uh, I want to tip of the cap, by the way. John Diamond, our good buddy John Diamond, in this first landing, uh, I got to get John on to talk about this. John was part, John got to speak, I think he said 15 minutes at the same event that Glenn Beck spoke at, John spoke at. And how about this, friends? And he also one of the speaker was uh, what's her name? Bachman, Michelle Bachman. I got to get John on here. And when John got through speaking, talking about an appeal to heaven and our Christian foundation, that Michelle Bachman came up to him afterwards. Now think about this: she'd been in government. How long has she been in government? And she comes up to him afterwards and said, "I didn't know any of that. I didn't know any of that." And she says, "How can we get our hands?" on your books. Is this amazing? That a that a Christian leader in position of authority in our government didn't have any idea the Christian foundation. All that. Wow, 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 wow. God's doing something, folks. Boy, is he doing something. I got I got more. I got it. Let me see this. Let me make sure before I switch over. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna get into the masonry and all that stuff yet today. Uh, Jeff Klein, come on in. Coach, this is the question I wanted to ask. I'm glad you brought this up today. Can you see what I'm holding here? Yes, sort of. Okay. Defender of the faith. Half a million of these were printed. It's about the coronation. Mm. King Charles. Written by, look at the bottom. Ray Comfort. Wow. And they're passing these out everywhere for free. A lady came in my car lot and said, oh, she brought me big stacks. Here, and then there's the million-dollar tracks with the face of King Charles on them. Ray, they're putting all this stuff out for free. She said, I wondered if you might want to pass all these out to everybody in your church in the garage. I said, let me check it out. So I've been trying to check it out yesterday, and I thought, I got to know. Do I throw these things in the dumpster? What do I do with them? You know what I mean? Ray, great comfort's pretty solid, Jeff. I, think I know, but you're tying this stuff in here about the Pope and other things, but he's the defender of the faith. He's ten, ten weird facts about the coronation. I wouldn't throw this out with the bathwater yet. Yeah, I'm not going to throw it out yet. I want to investigate. I don't know much about that, all this nonsense. But yeah, see, King Charles is supposed to be the defender of the faith, right? Huh? Come on, friend. So is the Pope, by the way. He's supposed to be the defender of the faith. Oh man! Oh man! Hey, look. I'm not trying to make. I'm not trying to make the Catholics mad. I'm not trying to make the Baptists mad. I'm not trying to make the Lutherans mad or the Presbyterians or the Episcopalians or the Mormons or anybody else. I ain't trying to make anybody mad. I'm just telling you, a lot of you folks are believing stuff that isn't true. Denominationalism, sorry, it's from the pit of hell. Amen. Division is not of the Lord. It's not of the Lord, folks. And that's why Coach, we're going to do this. one to Pastor Bill and we want to pass a few guys. Just select people and say, let's check this out. Yep, yep, yep. It's good stuff. In. Oh, I got so much. I got so much stuff to get in here. But I know that Dale wants to get in there, then Myra wants to get in there, and then George wants to get in there. So go ahead. Oh, brother. Woo! <laughs> that is so good. 
you know, and, and, and you might read this, you might have seen this, you know, it's like all things that have been hidden are being revealed. Not only that, some of the scriptures, brother, you know, uh, we're a family reading Bible. And I read something the other day, and you want to talk about tying to Psalms too, talking about all these world religions coming together and the death of Jesus Christ. Something happened. We were reading the other night, brother. And when I when we read this, I think it was my daughter who was reading it. I literally stopped her, brother. You remember Flip and Rusty always, always used to say, he says, he will join your enemies against this one thing. What is it? Christianity. Amen. Let's see. You want to pull up uh, Luke chapter 22? I'm sorry, chapter 23, verse 12. Real quick, Coach, if this sure. could do that. Luke 23, 12. 23, 12, brother. Now, I'm reading NASB. I hope it's the same in King James. Now, Herod and Pilate became friends with one another that very day. Boom, coach. These guys were enemies. But what was this about? This is about the crucifixion of Christ. And these two enemies, what did they do? They wow. came, brother, what's happening right now, what we're seeing in the spirit realm, these things are coming together because the same thing that we saw in, in the crucifixion of Christ and how important that is, Brother, we're seeing in the clashing of the kingdoms that is a that's upon us. That is Amen. Okay, so I, Dale, I learned this from uh, from Flip Benham too. Are you folks, you ready? You can use this one. Jesus divides his friends and unites his enemies. And that's don't ever truth. forget that. All right, Jesus divides his friends, those who claim to be his buddies, and unites his enemies. Look here. And the same day, Pilate and Herod were made friends together for before they were at enmity between themselves. Have they you ever both read united. I never saw that. They're both united against Christ and Christianity. Playing out right in front of us, brother. Great catch, Dale. Holy smoke. Holy smoke. Myra. Um. The Bible read, uh, the Bible verse I'll be reading, um, Spencer, is going to be from 1 Samuel 2, 9 from 10. My dear brother Parker gave it to me yesterday. I was supposed to be reading it today, uh, yesterday. However, it goes well with Crash of the Kingdom and us. He will keep the feet of his saints and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Lord's enemies are going to be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king. and His exalt king. His king. Uh, his king. <laughs> yes. Amen. And exalt the horn of his anointing. His anointing. That's right. Klaus Hallelujah. Klaus Schwab's in trouble. Yavor, he's in some trouble today. George, come on in. Thank you. Spencer, can you please put that Klaus Schwab and all the other things, Yavor, in the chat? Coach, I said it before. Charles is the one that Satan will be given power unto. And he's the one. This coronation is exactly what you guys started talking about today. Mm -hmm. I'll find it. Ohio Brett had this gentleman on. Forget what his name is. But his that crest, that's not Charles's crest. That's up on the screen earlier today. Um, the crest that he has fits the bill exactly in the Bible for who's going to be given under power. It's Charles. He's the one. When he okay, so hang on. Okay, so yeah. hang on. Hang on. Look, folks. Look. Uh, we're not into identifying the Antichrist here. I know right. you're not doing that, George. I know you're not doing that. No, we're I'm to, just trying to. Listen, we're to work while the sun shines, for a day cometh when no man can work. And I'm not going to, George, I'm not, I'm not criticizing you, George, but I know where, I know where people go. I'm not going to spend all my time over the next four days trying to figure out if he's the Antichrist. I know this, that the spirit of Antichrist is certainly riding on top of him, okay? I know that. Boom. I'm starting to see that. I ain't going to sit around worrying about whether he is the guy, okay? I'm not being critical, George. I just know the way our audience thinks, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, George. Judah, Can we put that stuff in the chat, please? Put it in. We always put it. Listen. All, all the other stuff. Yeah, yes. Put everything. Put it in the chat. Go ahead, Judah. Coach, 
Hey, uh, I was very fortunate and blessed to be part of uh, the first landings project. And um, as we were out there, you know, Glenn Beck, these guys, powerful, powerful talk. The gentleman who actually uh, closed the night out and stole the entire event was a gentleman that I, he reminds me of you, but you need to listen to, and I put it in the chat, is the last talk by Colonel Pete Chambers. And this guy, basically, wow. I mean, his one talk is absolutely fire-breathing, amazing of what he stood up against, against the generals of the United States military, and he stood up for Christ. And it's absolutely worth listening to. But when we got there, what was so amazing was I had no idea where the first Puritans landed in our country. I knew it was in Virginia. But what was interesting is they, they collected our IDs, they got us on a shuttle, and they took us over. And we entered through the Navy SEAL base in Virginia, which protects the foundation of our country and the first cross that was ever erected on the beach of Virginia. And it was an absolute honor to be there to meet these war heroes, Christian army heroes, and people who are standing in the gap. I'm telling you what, anyone who gets a chance to watch that, uh, the uh, first landings project, 1607.com, there's videos in there and they're breaking them up in terms of each and every speaker. But uh, it was absolutely. Hey, hey, hey Vinny, Vin, Vinny, find that project for us. Put it in the chat if you want, will you? Uh, again, John Diamond got to speak at it. And uh, Judah, I just copied your video, Judah. Folks, look, man, there's great stuff going on. There's great stuff going on. But we have to understand that the devil, whoo, the devil's loose too, brother. The devil is loose. Joe Allen, come on. And then Jack. And then nobody else. I want to show you something else. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, this is a question from Craig. I wonder during this coronation what the CERN project is doing. God particle. Yeah, well, it's all part of it, right? Hey, hey, hey uh, Joseph, you can't get any more clear than Harari telling us that they're going to invade our bodies. They're going to take us over inside. I don't care what the hell's going on with CERN. I mean, I do. I do. Folks, a lot of this stuff's distractions, distractions. I can't control CERN. I could sure control the education of my children. I sure could do that. Jack. Uh, just real quick. Um, when Charles is coronated, when he's crowned, a whole bunch of other things change. The position of Harry and William suddenly changes. And maybe that's where we need to be kind of watching because mm. they will assemble to infect the kings of the earth. Yes, because why? Because Charles is what, 70? What did he just read? 70 some years old? How long is he going to be able to do it, right? Oh, my goodness. Okay, let me. Uh, Judah, did you want to say something else? Your hand's up. That's the only reason I asked. No, keep let going. Me, okay, okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> let's, let's, thanks. Let's go to. Uh, where is it? 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 Go to number one, Jonathan Kahn on the spirits. Folks, I'm this thing. I'm Put this in the chat as well, okay? Put this in the chat. Uh, yeah. Uh, put, I'm going to put it at 1.75 speed because I'm telling you, Jonathan Kahn is all over this thing. And I'm going to show you just a little flavor of it. Put it in the chat and you can follow because he's telling us that what we're seeing is because Christianity has been removed all across the world, every aspect around the world. What does the Bible say? When a, when a strong man comes in, cleans the house, everything's pure. But as soon as that guy leaves, seven times stronger, it comes back. Start this, uh, put it at 1.75 and I just want to give people a little feel for this. You can watch it on your own. Go ahead. Tucker Carlson removed by the spirits. Was there another realm, a mystery behind his firing? This is Jonathan Kahn. Last time I opened up the mystery behind the shooter at the National Christian School. I told you of the secret behind the name of the shooter that connected her to the Bible's description of the demoniac, the demon-possessed man who brought terror and danger. I told you of the mystery of the numbers involved in the shooting that connected with a satanic number. Well, I found out more that has to do with a name she chose to mark the killings by that go back to an ancient god, actually a fallen angel, a demon. I'll open that up in the next posting and wait till I tell you what happened after we posted that video. But in this video, I want to get into what happened to Tucker Carlson because it's all connected. To understand what I'm about to tell you, you need to understand the foundation that I open up in the Return of the Gods, the book I just wrote. First, behind the gods of the pagan world are spirits. In Hebrew, they're called the Shedim. In Greek, they're called the Daimonia. We get the word demon. 
Second, Jesus gave a parable about a man who's delivered from a demonic spirit, but the spirit goes back into the man with seven other spirits, and the man is repossessed and more so than before. The warning for America and Western civilization is this. Any nation, any culture, any civilization that has been cleansed, delivered of such things as in the spirits, by the power of God, the word, the gospel, Jesus, if it should ever turn away from God, empty itself of God, it will not remain empty. The spirits that were cast out of it will come back into it. The ancient spirits, the gods, will return to repossess the culture. And that's exactly what's happening to America. That's exactly what's happening to the West. As it's been emptying itself of God, the spirits, the gods, the demonic powers have returned, and they are repossessing our culture. In the book, I identify three primary ancient gods or spirits that are actually now repossessing our culture, even our children. The Dark Trinity. The first is called the Possessor. The second is called the Enchantress. The third is called the Destroyer. The first, the Possessor turns a nation that has known God away from God, from a Judeo-Christian nation into a pagan one. It's happening. The second, the Enchantress seduces a culture to the realm of sexuality. She sexualizes a culture. She destroys marriage. It's happening. The third, the Destroyer, causes parents to kill their children. It's happening. Over 64 million children in America killed before they take their first breath. And I open up the mystery of the Enchantress. Another one, she has another sign. In return of the gods, I put in the ancient inscriptions that reveal that she bends the lines of gender, turns a man into a woman, a woman into a man. She takes possession of a culture. It's happening. She would cause men to parade in the city streets dressed up as women. She would especially possess a culture for one month, the month of June, or Tammuz. And she's linked to the sign of the rainbow. Well, it's all happening. What does this have to do with the removal of Tucker Carlson? Tucker Carlson was the most popular personality in Fox News, and yet they fired him. Why? Some said because he spoke some things against his bosses. It's a common thing to happen. Others said he aired some things that his bosses at Fox weren't comfortable with. One of the most interesting reasons was given that of Rupert Murdoch, owner of Fox, that he was recently engaged to an evangelical Christian woman. He had her and Tucker Carlson for dinner, and when his fiance spoke and read from the Bible and spoke of Carlson as a prophetic voice, Murdoch was not happy, and that he's not comfortable with spirituality on Fox News or getting into various issues of the culture. And not long after he broke off his engagement to that woman, he fired Tucker Carlson. Beyond those reasons, there is something bigger and deeper and darker at work. In the Return of the Gods, I wrote about what happens when the gods or spirits return to a culture, a nation. At first, you start hearing about tolerance. Do your own thing. It's, it's just a strategy for the spirits to open the door of a Judeo-Christian civilization. Get in the door. But once they get in the door, once they start gaining power in the culture, then a change begins to take place. We move from a culture of toleration to a culture of cancellation. That's what always happens when the gods, the spirits, take over a culture. It's every knee shall bow to the new gods. Every tongue will confess to the, to the new religion, the ideology, the wokeism. And if you don't, the spirits will come after you. They'll seek to marginalize you, vilify you, deplatform you, cancel you, silence you, eliminate you. It's what happened when the gods took over Israel in the times of Ahab and Jezebel. It's happening now. And the return of the gods, I reveal how the specific gods of the dark trinity seek to silence, cancel those who stand in their way. Who stands in their way? In the section I call the War of the Gods, I wrote that the fury of the gods would, quote, fall first on all those who upheld the ways of God. The Christians, those who follow God's word. That's why they're targeting true Christians. That's why they're targeting the Bible. Seeking to marginalize them, vilify them, silence them, so the Nashville shooting. But not only Christians, the book says, and this is what I'm quoting from the book, conservatives would also be targeted. The reason was simple. Conservatives sought to conserve the gods or the spirits seek to overturn. Tucker Carlson stood in their way. He became the most prominent conservative voice of America's Okay, you can stop it right there, okay? Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Folks, take some time. It's at what? It's 12 minutes and 40 seconds because he's on top of it, right? We've thrown out the Lord seven times stronger. They're coming back. Play Stephen Anderson, number two. Play that. I don't know if you know, guys know who Pastor Stephen Anderson is or not. The fall of America. You tell me that this isn't what's going on. Go ahead. And it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. You know, we're to the point now where our children in most churches in America don't even know the old hymns anymore. They don't even know the hymns. I mean, you sing the hymns and they look at you cross-eyed. They're not even familiar with songs that have been sung by God's people for hundreds of years. But ask them about the rock music. They know all about it. Ask them about the TV shows. They know all about it. You see, they used to know Amazing Grace. Now they know Will and Grace. They used to know In the Sweet By and By. Now they know Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. They used to know How Great Thou Art. Now they know Homer Simpson and Bart. They used to know Keep Nothing Between. Now they know Billy Graham and Joel Osteen. They used to know On Zion's Hill. Now they know Oprah and Dr. Phil. They used to know When We All Get to Heaven. Now they watch Frasier in Seventh Heaven. They used to know Oh Say But I'm Glad. Now they know My Two Dads. They used to know He Hideth My Soul. Now they know American Idol. And they used to know There is a fountain. Now they go to the theater and watch like cockroaches that want to flee from the light back into the disgusting dark hole that they crawled out of this world is not my home i'm just passing through and i'm not going to sit there and swear allegiance to that flag of the united states of america no matter how perverted our nation becomes even when our nation just openly says june we're celebrating sodomy in the month of June, we as a nation, uh, through the power of the United States Constitution, are celebrating sodomy for a complete month. Vinny, what do you say to that, Vinny? Boom. Boom, right? Boom. Huh? In our face, baby. 
right there in our face. I got to show you another one, then I'm going to open it back up. Go to Brittany Griner. You guys know who Brittany Griner is, right? Brittany Griner was the women's basketball freak that went over and uh, got arrested over in Russia for taking drugs over there and everything. Did, do you have that there, Spencer? Did I send you Brittany Griner? Yeah, you Okay, folks. Hey, folks. Folks, I want you to check for the boobs on Brittany Griner. Hey, folks, I want you to check for the marks of surgery that removed her breasts, if she really is a woman. Because Brittany Gar- Garner, Griner, woman's basketball player, she ain't got no boobies. Go ahead and play it. Boom. You muted. There's no audio on this, I don't think. There's no sound on that one. Vasectomy. It's a man, baby. Brittany Griner is a man. Dudes! All right. Yeah, I played basketball for Baylor down here. Yeah, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. When, when was the last six foot ten girl you saw? That's what she is, right? Six ten. Huh? When's the last six foot ten girl you saw? Play, come on in. I've said it before. This is a, a war. It's a spiritual war, and it's between the little G gods and our God. Amen. And uh and we know who's going to win the war, but we're, we're all playing on God's chessboard. And you can't win a game of chess if all you're doing is playing defense with no offense. Yeah, and if you don't, and if you don't we, move your we characters. Ain't even, we ain't even playing defense. We're playing tiddlywinks. That's right. So, I mean, when, I, when you see all this stuff happening around us, every move that each of us does all day long counts. It does. It so, so let's 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 be effective. Let's not not just sit back and do nothing, and make sure that everything we do and say is for good, and that'll make the that'll make the difference on the big chessboard of life. Amen, amen. Jeff Klein, come back in. Coach, I watched that Jonathan Kahn video yesterday three times. A guy sent it to me, and man, it was great. So I got in conversation with Pastor Bill when he got there about it. Pastor Bill said, "I'm reading his book right now. I guess what is Turn of the Gods." Yep. He said he is spot on chatting. Yeah, so I'm gonna go get that book today. But yeah, I read it. I read it again on the. I've read it twice. I read it again on the plane. It's. It's. It is. He is so nailed. I told you before. I've never been a big Jonathan Kahn fan, but boy, does he nail this one. Man. Yeah, and I asked him last night in the garage. I said, you know, because all these people have questions about scripture, they really don't know stuff. I said, but yeah, we sit around and argue about this and that. And what, believe this, believe that. I said. Quit arguing about the stupid crap and put your faith in action and let's go get busy. These kids are being destroyed. We want to sit around and argue about scripture. That's right. We want to fight. We want to have a family feud. Uh, Kevin, come on in. All right. Let me tell you a question that I've posed to myself many times, you know, over the last several years. Okay. As to the fate of a nation, would it have been better to have never been a nation blessed by God? than to be a nation blessed of God and have walked away from God. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's a special punishment for that. Amen. I mean, really, th- really think about that. You know, you, to, to whom much is given, much is required. Okay? So you, you, you're a nation literally founded and blessed by God. And then to walk away. Oh, man, I, I think of Sodom and Gomorrah. I just do. Mm-hmm. I just think well, that there's I, a special punishment for that. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Go to number three. I want to kind of finish up with number three. It's a, a, a citizen, a reporter uh, confronts the New York Times. This is really, this is really good. Uh, it's just a couple minutes long. Go ahead and play that. Oh, is this the lecture hall with Seymour Hirsch? I, I just, I'm looking for the one with Seymour Hirsch because it, it's a policy. It, of- this is, he's confronting the New York Times editorial board. All right. This guy just stands up and confronts the New York Times editorial board. Go ahead. Press hall event. So shouldn't we be talking about the Nord Stream since that's the biggest story of the century? And 
you guys, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, you have the executive editor of the New York Times there who came out with a phony story to try and block Seymour Hersh. It just, it's just kind of funny how that happened, you know? I mean, did you even acknowledge Seymour Hersh? All of you are executive editors of papers that broke Pentagon, Me Lai, Watergate. Is this the same papers or not? I mean, is there anything you've gotten right? in the last 20 years, or am I mistaken about that? I mean, it's just kind of funny because Iraq, wrong. Syria, wrong. Russiagate, really wrong, okay? I mean, the list goes on and on. So the last thing you could do to try and actually fix your reputation is acknowledge that through leaks, we had to find out that Zelensky was going to bomb Moscow on the anniversary. I mean, if you're so impartial, shouldn't you at least say, right, that Zelensky was going to bring us on the verge of World War III? That seems pretty fair. While Julian Assange rots in prison, all of you've got, you know, fat checks because he's in jail for doing your job. And you know what? Tucker Carlson ain't no Seymour Hersh, but he did something you guys are scared to do. Speak the truth and actually be critical of the war, which is why he was actually fired from Fox, because you are all cowards, every single one of you. None of you have actually had any relevancy. And you know what? The mainstream press is now dying. Nobody's ever going to listen to you again. You have no credibility with the public. The only people who care about what you have to say are elite assholes who have nothing productive to say anymore. And it's dying off. So will you at least say something either about Nord Stream or Ukraine or the fact that Zelensky brought us to the verge of World War III and the only reason we knew about that was through leaks? I'm, go ahead. It's a free speech event, right? You guys are the press. Let's say something here. Mr. Khan, come on. You know, you're the executive head of the New York Times, you know? I'm just trying to get into some good trouble here, man. Ooh, listen, Karen, get out of my face for a second. I got to talk to these gentlemen. <laughs> well, I just want to hear what they have to say. Go ahead. I'm done. Yeah, do you, do you understand that all the people in that room are against him, right? They don't want truth, folks. They don't want truth. And you had better come to the realization that the only ones who will be purveyors of truth are those who have the Holy Spirit inside of them. Otherwise, everybody else is doing what's going to advance their job, their kingdom. They're not interested in truth. If you're speaking the truth, they get rid of you, even in the church. Amen. Boom. Oh, my yep. goodness, my goodness, my goodness. <clears throat> One more thing. Play too well, and then we'll close it out here. It's two minutes. I think we can get it in. Joe Biden. That's my, that's a, that's my friend, by the way. It's Cal's Astro's daughter, Eva. Go ahead, play it. Two minutes, 30 seconds. Can't hear it. suffer when there's tyranny and evil in the land people are going to suffer simply by being faithful to christ and it is our duty to make their suffering known to others so people see the tyrants for what they are and right now christians are suffering there's 23 christians looking at up to 34 years in federal prison for simply peacefully prayerfully interposing at the door of the abortion clinic to keep a preborn child from being ripped apart and murdered. So as Christians, we're called to love our neighbor as ourself. And in God's word, it talks about rescuing the weak and needy, delivering them from the hand of the wicked. It talks about laying our life down like Jesus did. And to love a neighbor, I mean, right now, our neighbors here in the U.S. are being slaughtered, um, dismembered by their own moms and dads. And as a Christian woman, what's my duty before God? What's your duty in this Holocaust? People need to understand that there's a war against Christ by our government. There's a war against Christianity. There's a war against God's people by our government in this nation to totally rid this nation of all Christian influence and to make sure that every Christian who wants to be faithful to Christ is demonized, marginalized, imprisoned. 
In the days ahead, it's going to become more important for the lesser authorities to realize they should not offer blithe compliance to a lawless, brutal, tyrannical federal government, that their duty is interposition. And we have many examples from history here in our country where lesser authorities interposed against the evil of the superior authority in order to protect people in their jurisdiction. We have it from the past in our country, we have current examples, and we're going to be bringing you some of those examples in the days ahead. Our duty for these Christians, these 23 Christians, is to make their suffering known. You need to tell your pastor, you need to tell your fellow Christians, maybe you can put a sign out in front of your house. We need to rally to these brothers and sisters and let them know that we care. And we can do that in part by giving on behalf of their needs in the situation they find themselves in right now. Please do that. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory his army shall he lead, till every foe is vanquished, and Christ is Lord indeed. See you tomorrow.